Money Making Manhattan. DJ Them Jeans is somewhat live uh, from beautiful Glendale. Um, Jason, how's your day going so far? Who, me? Oh, uh, it's going okay. I, you know, I just woke up, walked the dogs. I had to wait for a window in the rain. So that's, oh, yeah. uh, that's tough, but the good Lord blessed us with, you know, an hour of an hour of sprinkle-free dog walking so I could listen to different articles that were written about our guest earlier today. Thank God. Went to the gym, got it in, bro. Hell yeah. There was a little bit of a mishap with my membership. Oh, I had to do some yelling at a GM. Didn't feel good about it. I apologize at the end. Um, but now I'm having a spicy cup of java and just getting ready to start my day of work okay that's great to hear now can i ask you a a question as a non-pet owner and i don't mean to pry non-pet owner question okay let's go so when you walk those two mutts um in this kind of inclement weather um do you have to do a paw wipe before you let them back in the house are they raw dogging the dirty paws on the hardwoods well i i hate to say it but we have to wipe damn it is below me but it's also like what are you gonna do sure you know this dog is gonna jump jump on my bed with not with the fret not with the fret to so, sheets so is there a world but you're not going to get like the barber footies oh for no, the no, dog no, 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 either no, no. that's too crazy okay so you'd rather you you'd rather like dehumanize yourself by wiping <laughs> than dehumanize the dog by putting little yellow galoshes on he or she or they i mean it, it, it's kind of good because the dog stuff like it, you 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 start the first obligation that you have is already the worst. So anything else sure, sure, beyond literally <laughs> picking up feces, piping hot with your bare hands, sure, sure. separated be by one Jeff Bezos quarter of a millimeter mm-hmm. recycled plastic in between you and and my dog's shit. Like once you get past that, everything else is is truly cake. So that's a good point. Okay, that's, that's not a good thing at all. Okay. No, I, I agree. I just wanted to ask that quickly before we kind of got into the rest of this important podcast. Yeah, no, that's fine. That's all good. I had a late night last night, so I'm feeling a little less than 110%. Yeah, we need the we need the review. We got, um, let's see here. I got how many DMs yesterday from How Long Gone fans who took photos of you <laughs> in your little, like, dumbass cubby hole zone where you and other podcasters could watch the show from your pedestal is that that's right it's called the podcaster vip pedestal um and it's something that 1975 has introduced they're kind of the first it's the first of its kind uh in north america (laughs) okay so thanks 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 to those guys no i did um thanks to a friend of the show uh george uh who plays drums the 1975 he hooked me up and i was able to take uh kobe who's a longtime fan uh, to the show and of course it was attended by fellow podcasters and and friends the ion pack mm-hmm. uh, because that's that's their gang gang so yeah the the vip tent was littered with male podcasters <laughs> um there were a few women there um shout out to anna from huxley of another person but that's it show show was honestly pretty insane man i've really i've never seen anything like it, it it's kind of like this it's like a full set that's like a house like a, a house cut in half you know so you can see inside like sure. Broadway style I, it, wasn't there like an in sync set design like that at some point yeah i think so. no yeah for sure but it's like the way that i'm not saying they invented it or stole it. the way that it's like um the vibe of like 
I believe every single thing was like perfectly choreographed, but you don't really know that mm-hmm. as the as the viewer. And then the thing that is making headlines today is that uh, <laughs> Maddie during so there's like this basically they play the whole new record all the way through. Mm-hmm. Not not every I think they left out one song maybe and it's not in order, but they play the whole record and they're in looks and it's like serious and they don't really talk between songs. Then there's this like the the whole band leaves the stage. Maddie's there alone. He's kind of like acting. And he's watching these TVs and it's like Ben Shapiro and all these like gnarly politics things on the TVs. And then he takes his shirt off. He's also shredded. Mm-hmm. I want to give him a shout out for that. Takes his shirt off. Yeah. Got the, the obliques are popping. He's doing a quick 50 piece push ups on the, on the rug watching <laughs> the TV. Is this, is this, so he does, he bangs out a 50 pack <laughs> after he smokes a cig? He's been smoking cigs the whole time. There, there's no he's been smoking okay. he's been smoking cig. he he opens the show by like sitting down at the piano and lighting a cig you know classic rock star right wow rock star behavior love it but then yeah so then then there's just a plate appears with what seems to be a raw t-bone like <laughs> yeah. fred flintstone sized t-bone you know this is porterhouse yeah exactly and this is definitely from the organic butcher i would imagine this isn't some kind of you know this is grass-fed i mean hopefully it's grass-fed as well as grass-finished yeah um, of course, of course. i know yeah. those guys over at the 1975 have their own unique thoughts on <laughs> seed oils and yes, things like yeah, that no, so. no that's the thing i don't want to i don't want to pigeonhole them but then i expect nothing less but he takes a bite he takes a bite of this raw steak and then continues to do some more push-ups <laughs> and i'm like damn that's crazy and then there's all these tvs and he finally after he takes a bite of the steak he just crawls inside the tv and disappears okay and then which I, I believe it, you know, it's like a trap door or whatever, and then they come back out. You're not saying that could be a metaphor. No, I, I, are you? I, I, no, I don't. I think <laughs> it might be a metaphor because these are heady cats. Yeah. Then they come out and they're a little, they're a little more rambunctious. They play all the hits. I, I mean, Madison Square Garden was sold out. Everybody knew every word. It was very fun. But I cut out early with mm-hmm. the Ion Pack Familia to go to this after party they had planned where. Before 10 p.m., there was 500 1975 fans outside that were told they're not going to get in, but they chose not to leave, <laughs> which is which is uh, which is something special. And I, I I went in, I hung out with some people. I was there for an hour hour and a half, and then as soon as like I was outside with Rebounder, and I see George and Maddie get out of the SUV to go inside. Oh yeah, and I'm just like, oh well, I guess I guess I'll catch him next time because I had to go home. It was like 12:45, so. The show, honestly, the show is really good. It was really interesting, and I, I, I was glad I saw it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just love when bands have an extra three people on stage when the show gets that big. You know, they got the chick on bongos. Oh, okay. They got the chick playing the acoustic guitar in every song just to fill it out. You know what I mean? Just to fill it out. They got the saxophone player going Clinton mode, like no, <laughs> like just absolutely shutting it down. Um, so it was a fun. It was, it was fun really? to watch. Yeah, so yeah. just like big old stinky saxophone solos and stuff. Well, the sax is a pretty big part of the the new record, I would say. But it, yeah, it, yeah, it kind of right. it feels a little bit, you know, just like Peter Gay. It like works like a Peter Gabriel song or something to me, where it's like it's so it's like I don't know. It's 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 it is a solo, but it doesn't stick out to me like some nerdy guitar riffing in the same way. Sure, which is yeah, sure. which is interesting. But yeah, so I had a late night of of rocking. Um. But I was able to kind of get up and start my day. But I'm feeling a little, you know, I'm feeling not my best. You know, I didn't smoke a cig. All I did was drink Saratoga sparkling water. Um, they were seven dollars a piece uh, at the uh, at the after party. But they at at, MS, at MSG, I was talking to to Curtis, and he was drinking this this like kind of like big co- the clear like a iced coffee cup with that kind of lid. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. And then I noticed there's a lime in it. And I'm like, what, what is that? And he's like, oh, it's a, it's a $25 vodka soda. <laughs> I was like, damn, you're on my shit, bro. You're trying to pay the most you possibly can for something that you know should cost like 7 to $8 max. So I was glad to know that MSG is is just raping and pillaging like every venue, uh, every chance they get. Shout out to Ticketmaster. Yeah, you guys are awesome. Yeah, that's giving me <laughs> flashbacks to when I went to when I went and saw Rosalia, and then they had that fucking some type of Long Island iced tea that cost over fifty dollars, um, and people will pay it. There's no other option. Yeah, I mean, but that's... but I'm glad you had a good time. I'm sad that I missed out on on watching our friend of the show. Eating raw meat, I'm wondering, does he do that every single show or does is that an NYC kind of seed oil truther exclusive? That's a great question. Is, I, it, I, is the T, Does the TM have to like source a steak every day in every city and then they have to keep it cool for him? I'm going to say yes to all of this stuff. Um, I believe I did confirm because I confirmed with George. We were texting after the show and I was like, bro, was that steak real? And he was like, of course it was. Like I was an idiot for thinking it could have been a, in a prop. Come on, Chris. Um, Come on. I know. These no, guys I, I apologize. I, well, I, I want to know like what was going because I'm just imagining because He's doing these things. He's smoking a cig shirtless. He's eating a steak raw. These are sort of bygone practices, yeah. primal activities from the Mad Men era. Yeah. Were, was the crowd uh-huh. of, of you know, 1975 stands just ripping their hair out at the side of him eating raw meat? Was it like a perverse like overcharged horny action? That's a good question. I mean, I think the crowd was definitely, you know, oat milk sippers sure but they were um they were like age they were older than i thought they would be like they weren't like super super young it wasn't like a super young crowd which was refreshing like like it was definitely people in their like you know 28 to 35 i think would be the majority age range which i thought it would be younger so there are people that maybe grew up with parents who ate steak raw but maybe they didn't, you know. Maybe they didn't themselves <laughs> partake when they were in middle okay. school. So they, there's a chance it could have been around it more. Okay, <laughs> but so when that was happening, obviously when he's like takes his shirt off and, and lights up a cigarette, the the girlies are losing their shit, right? Yeah, he also did some mimicking of masturbation um, on a couch, right, right, um, right. Which I also believe the girlies and fellas, honestly, went went a little crazy for. Yeah, you think so? When the magic mic, the magic mic. Uh, simulated <laughs> masturbation was, uh, going mics. down at 8.45 p.m. was a was a winner on a they Monday. Went, <laughs> of course it's going to go crazy. Matty Healy went magic mic mode last night at MSG. Mm-hmm. He said, thank you for the cash, guys. Uh, yeah, every, I, um, every, every fifth push-up that he did kind of did kind of a little <laughs> bit of a whale tail, slow back bend kind of thing. Yeah. Like a couch fucker kind of action. Yeah, it was... It was the guy's on fire. The guy was on fire. But yeah, the, I, I think we could investigate... Um, the steak thing more, and I'm sure that Page Six will do that for us as the tour continues. Mm-hmm. Um, and and we will be on the front lines of this reporting, of course, as a as a kind of honorary food po- podcast because of your interest in the culinary arts and your kind of expertise and your good standing in that community. I think we can become the source for this kind of stuff. Yeah, I just think that sure, the tomahawk steak, the T bone. <laughs> These are great. They're high dollar ticket items. Everyone loves them, but there's so many other mm-hmm. kind of lesser known steak cuts that he could be working on. You know, the hanger, the skirt. Okay, so, but I think that I think that part of the, the appeal of this cut in this particular style of steak is that it looks right. 
comically like a steak. Primal. You know, it looks mm-hmm. like a it looks like a cartoon steak. That'd be a visual cue. It looks like something I would put on my eye after getting knocked out. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, so I think that's maybe part of the appeal. I don't know. Obviously, I wasn't able to investigate the flavor profile myself, nor have I spoken to him about it. But I think that um, you know it did look like it took a long time to chew his <laughs> bite. Okay. Hopefully, he had some uh, some beef liver jerky in the mix as well to kind of chuck that down with some bulletproof. <laughs> bulletproof yeah. uh broth yeah no. is this broth yeah. bulletproof <laughs> what a what a nice what a nice just pre-game snack you know it really gets this tummy settled before you hit the stage sure. uh yeah i mean it was yeah it was something to behold though i'll tell you that and, <laughs> and i mean it got it got tails wagon you know I, I literally did see a page six story about it i'm like what's the What's the crossover here? I think it's just that somebody ate raw meat in public is really it could have been anybody, but luckily there were fifteen, seventeen thousand people there to watch it. You know, so yeah. So page but it, I mean, you know, it's it's such a sexy kind of perverse, yeah, naughty act. It's just positively salacious, if you ask me. I mean, I agree. I I, I love salacious acts. So. As a member of the Tartar community, I had to speak up. <laughs> yeah, this is bullshit. Not even a cornichon. But it got it's gotten it, the temps dropped in big nyc so i i'm i'm kind of stumbling through my closet trying to find the appropriate outerwear for all of the activations i'm seeing a deep for dinner tonight we have a couple parties tomorrow night before i finally leave so it's it's pray for me and my closet and my outerwear selections because i don't really have everything available at my fingertips the way i would like to there's some great outerwear on uh check out the real real.com they okay. have tons of savings with the promo code real you'll get 20 percent off most styles okay. okay and uh what you'll what you'll want to do is expedite that shipping <laughs> sure, you know sure. just get, buy you a couple days in case you need to get something tailored for your sort of protruding chest that you've oh, been okay, yeah. I have to really go to my, banging out lately. I have to go to my tailor and ask him to let the chest out on all of my shirts and jackets and even some sweaters. Yes. It's election day. I don't know if you've noticed. Have you been online today, Jason? Uh, a little bit, yes. I've been, I've been online. I noticed that people are voting. I think that there's a pol- there's a very polarizing vote going on in Los Angeles right now with... with uh, Friend of of Diplo and Gwyneth Paltrow, Mr. Caruso. <laughs> Caruso, the mall magnate who people don't like except rich celebrities seem to like him quite a lot. And I, I mean, this is how it goes because his, I mean, from what I understand, his platform is basically like, I want to clean up the homeless. I don't know how much <laughs> kind of... <laughs> No, no, Maddie. How much meat there is to chew on that on that plan, or if he's just kind of saying that's my thing, that's what I'm going to do. I wonder if anyone is ever going to stop falling for I'm going to end homelessness, and everyone's like, about time because homelessness is bad. <laughs> you know what? And I then when do. they get into office, he's like, I'm actually just going to use my power to open more outdoor malls that have <laughs> sugar fishes in them. And that will may make homeless people in that specific area of Sherman Oaks. They will be displaced. Go away. Yeah, it's like when I run for president and my whole platform is just, I'm going to lower taxes. You know, let's not get into the nitty gritty, but I'm going to just take them down. Dude, I actually think that taxes are too high. So <laughs> if you crazy. did that, I would... I would vote for you. Okay, I'm, I'm glad. See, look, I'm doing this. I'm, I'm doing this hand to hand combat style. But it it is it doesn't get anywhere to be a pessimist of just like, hey guys, we are all just kind of watching a soap opera or WWF wrestling, but it's our fake lives at, at at play versus a fictional world. But 
you know, it's kind of hard not to, but you should stay hopeful and you should try to it must be. realize that there are good people in the world out there that you should vote for who really want to do good things. I agree. And that's why Katy Perry, <laughs> Katy Perry put itself. This is what, this is my whole thing with these fucking celebrities, man. As much as I love them, I just don't understand why they can't just, they, they're, they're so deeply compelled to share what they're doing. When they, how do they, there's, and they're also so in the clouds, they don't realize that there's going to be a lot of negative blowback <laughs> to what they do. I always use the example of the Kardashians going on vacation during COVID and posting on Instagram. <laughs> like you did, if you didn't post that, no one would know you went. Katy Perry, you could donate $5 million to Caruso, vote for him. You can get your hot, dumb husband to vote for him. Mm-hmm. And you still, you could have done all of that, supported your candidate, done what you need to do, but instead you posted a selfie in a hat. With your ballot in view, with your ballot clearly in view, and now you're getting killed on the internet by by the libs that that did like you before, you know. Yeah. And I just don't, I, I just don't know how that compulsion stops. What happened to the? I mean, I guess like because there's there was a lot like when Trump got voted in, a lot of people voted for him in secrecy and didn't tell a single soul. And that and, and that's how it should be. Every you know, all of our parents, you know, stuff like that. Not my mommy, of course. My mommy hate Trumpy, but you know it's that was that was the good old days. But now, I mean, is it is is there a situation? I mean, I guess I'm I'm, I'm answering my own question when I'm asking now. But like, is there a situation where Katy Perry really doesn't know all the bad stuff, or just she just doesn't care, or she's just I don't think like okay, this this billionaire who has a lot of red flags going on in the world is going to be voted into office to have extra power that could be quite bad but <laughs> quite bad like how <laughs> how how much is homelessness affecting Katy Perry's life to where this is this has to go down Katy Perry lives 2 miles from any road to begin with I don't think she's really encountering this unless she goes down to the target or something you know what I mean the only place she's seeing homeless people are in Las Vegas at her residency <laughs> And that's out of Caruso's jurisdiction anyway. So. Exactly. That's not going to affect the bottom line. I think that it's more just like it's, a, it's probably a tax thing too for the ultra wealthy. You know. Yeah. When you're so when you're so detached from reality, I think that you don't. I don't. I don't think you consider the things that other people do. You know. I think you're like, I like this guy, and I'm going to post it on my Instagram the way somebody with a hundred followers would. Right. And right, that right. is that's 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 the problem. You're so out to pasture that you don't realize it's just again I, I think you do you should do whatever you want and if you just don't tell anybody about it you're going to be fine mm-hmm. now this is going to affect your this is going to affect your bottom line yeah She's it makes fucked. me wonder because like there's there's somebody like somebody like katie perry probably listens to like joe rogan or definitely you know stuff like that but she would never admit that publicly because she has you know this this fan base full of people who are going to be very anti joe rogan so that's going to cut into her uh fan base but is it what's the blind spot on you know crooked politicians why is that not even crossed the mind because the thing is with politicians is that part of politics in general is support from your constituents you know that's like Mm -hmm. you donate money you put a sign in your yard you talk like talking about it yeah is is baked baked in so deeply that i think we're all conditioned to do that Mm -hmm. but when when you're when you're fucking famous and you rely on the on the goodwill and money 
of those same constituents, you kind of got to watch what you're posting. You, you know, you know what I mean. And I, I just don't think that that. Also, if you don't want to watch it, Katy Perry, because you're fucking zooted, like eating whipped cream or whatever you do on a Tuesday, <laughs> like you you have a you have like thirty people that are on your payroll that should stop you from doing this, right? And that's where the blame that's where the blame should really lie. I don't expect Katy Perry to know better. I expect the manager, the day to day manager, the, the assistant. PR. Yeah, there's there's too many there's too many lines of defense that should stop Katy Perry from posting that. And, you know, posting your ballot is technically illegal, you know, and I don't want <laughs> I would I would hate for the L.A. Sheriff's Department to kind of pick up on that and go knocking on doors over there. That would not be great for Katie or Orlando. Yeah, I, I guess the problem is, you know, all the all the candidates who are good and want to do good are just so boring and it's never going to happen in, in 2022, you know? Now, well, the, the, this country is in many ways a popularity contest. And if somebody is funny or bombastic yeah. or even just baseline entertaining, that can be enough to, to, to win a political office. How long gone.com. Check it out. <laughs> it's like, I, that should be enough to win. America's got talent. You know what I mean? Yes. It yes. should not be, it should not be enough to be the president of the United States or even a low level city council member or, or for God's sakes, not the school board. <laughs> Where does it stop? You city know? comptroller. Yeah. Not the comptroller, bro. Not the pencil pushers. They're even freaks these days. But yeah, it is. It's really, it's really <laughs> amazing that we've gotten to this point where entertainment kind of, uh, supersedes all other all other qualities that we want in in leaders and that used to be strictly kind of partitioned for actual entertainers like that's what that's what you'd want them to do but now we need you to basically if you're a politician you got to give a tight five on desantis before you get into your policies i guess it's interesting that people they they have they've sort of given up on politics but they haven't given up on on cinema yeah yeah they're like no we we should be watching these important films and we should be giving space for these intelligent intelligent conversations and you know this is a very heady movie or book or whatever you know symphonic score but it's important to do that but with the people that are running our world just like lol whatever who cares kind of thing which I mean, I guess you got to draw the line somewhere, or you got to just say "fuck it" at some point. Like, I'm, I, I still have to enjoy whatever life I have left in in me. No, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. But it's a funny time to be in this beautiful country. You know, as the seasons change, as the midterms mm-hmm. are coming in. Yeah, you can't spell midterms without mid. Dead ass. And I'm seeing. I saw some other stuff online today that that one of our favorite politicians here at How Long Gone, AOC. She had to apologize um, for not having her pronouns in her Instagram bio. Oh damn! That, I know, and that's something that I kind of want to call her out for here on this show. And she's she said that she's corrected it, which I'm happy about. But let's just keep an eye on this, Jason. <laughs> she corrected it. Hopefully, she has not added the Mastodon link as well <laughs> Dude, to her pronouns. Let, yeah, let me just say this right now. It's it's gotten bad enough in these links. First, it was like you're posting a a, a, a red dot about what city you were in that week. Then it was the city name with the airline to the other city name, depending on where you're going to go. Now it's it's your encrypted fake Twitter link <laughs> that has hit your bio. And I went, you know, Jason, I actually went and checked out Mastodon to see what all the hubbub was about. Really? I did. I, I, I typed it in and I went to the site and it was like, pick a server and I immediately X'd out. <laughs> you want, so you're telling me, bro, you, you're telling me you want me to pick a server. 
Like that's crazy. It's I don't even the year twenty twenty two. I don't even know what a server is. Servers? I don't even know what a server is. Like that isn't that some, <laughs> that's like rooms in the suburbs that have fans in them and a bunch of computers. I don't deal with that stuff. That's somebody else's problem. The only server you know works at Houston's. <laughs> name, exactly. Name's Daryl, and they're gonna give you a refill on your iced tea unless you say otherwise. Daryl's been the best. I always kind of try to give twenty five percent because he always brings me a kind of paper napkin for my gum without having to ask. And I think that's kind of that's, that's, that's good. That's good service. Service, yeah. I, I, think, I mean, picking the server, you know, it, it's giving kind of World of Warcraft. Yeah, yeah. I think we're past. I was talking past to, that. Uh, to Kyle Cheka because uh, he's writing a story for the New Yorker about this this Twitter stuff that's going on. All these people fake leaving, like it's you know, like they're going to Canada when Trump got elected or mm-hmm. whatever it may be, and it's just like. Have fun on this dumpster fire. Yeah, it's that's literally the vibe. I'm like, are, do you guys really think? mastodon.exe is going to be the vibe like do you really do you really think that's what we're gonna like the, the beauty of tw- i understand people don't like twitter for the reasons that that they have and i think that there are obviously issues with it but the fact that people like i said this on tw- on twitter the other day it's like this is not a community you idiots this is just some dumb shit that we do like why do you take it so seriously like I don't understand. Like it's like all funny to me, and if it goes away, I'll be upset because I like to use it. But I'm not going to go use some bum ass replacement when it's still perfectly fine. Yeah, your first mistake was using Twitter as a community. That, yeah, I, I I can't fix stupid. Like that's crazy. <laughs> like that's a that's a crazy way to look at something like this. And I'm just like, dude, Twitter's funny until it's not funny, I guess. And then and then you'll move on to something else. But it's like I don't think that these like. I just don't understand the way that people react to stuff like this because it's like these are all people that shop at Amazon and Whole Foods and Apple. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the same shit I say all the time. It's like you go to the top of anything, it's going to be somebody bad. It's fucking right, bro. Even Caruso. <laughs> even 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 when I go to Jason's favorite cheesecake and try to order a diet coke, I know <laughs> that the devil is making money off. Get me. down or lay down with the devil. Yeah. So I I, I was. I was sad to have missed the the New York City Marathon. Did you see any performative uh, emotional posts about that? That's all I about the beauty of the art of running. That's all I fucking saw. You know, you know what this is, man. It's like, first of all, the marathon running the marathon is an incredible accomplishment, a personal achievement that should be applauded. And that's kind of where it ends. Yeah. Like, as long as you stay under uh, a five minute mile, I agree with you, Chris. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. As long as you do, as long as you do sub, sub three hours and you're in the elite category, I'm impressed by you. Yeah. I think it's awesome. Yeah. There's people saying they were crying because they were overcome with emotion watching someone run on pavement in bed <laughs> That just seems so not, extreme. not overcome with emotion because they finished a marathon, exactly. but they were just exactly. sitting on the street. You know, giving high fives and and yeah, coconut water. They made cups. a they made a stupid clever sign about Keith McNally, and they were having a mimosa with their girls while they handed people water and paper cups on mile fourteen. I guess I, it's the same kind of person, and I, I'm sure I associate with them some of these people by accident that would cry when a sports team won or lost. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like, why are you so invested in someone else's shit? Like this isn't your you haven't done anything. How can you be that moved by something that you have nothing to do with? Unless you had 30 large on the, yeah, on the bucks, yeah, exactly. we should not be crying at a sports game. Yeah, I just... I understand I if it's like, if you're watching some football and it's just like, you know, you're some dinky little team from some little rundown town and you end up beating 
arsenal or in the, in the final or whatever and it's like this crazy like 30 for 30 story and we want to drop a couple tears that's fine but when like the rams beat the chargers <laughs> yeah dude we don't we don't need the tears there should be other things in your like, life i just going don't on. i'm just like i don't understand and like this is the best day in new york it's the best day in new york i'm like really because it's kind of hard to get around they shut down streets it's you know it's i think i think you know that the times are kind of bleak when people are using a, a marathon as a way to create content yeah or yeah. you know it's just like a new thing like oh the marathon's going on today and people are so desperate for content creation, they're like, "Oh, great! Now I can go make a, a clever sign, yes, you know, and and I'll hire my photographer to take pictures of me holding up the sign, and then I will feel good for the next three hours when people double tap it." Yeah, but I don't want to get it. I don't want to get it twisted because running a marathon, like I said, is incredibly impressive for the person running it, and maybe their close friends and family that have had to deal with their training schedule, diet, etc. Mm-hmm. But to be like a hungover a hungover washed up dj in brooklyn cheering on people you don't know it's just like okay congrats dude like i mean i guess it's cheaper than going to a knicks game but like i I don't i just don't the the people are man we're losing it dude we're just losing it man i mean i like the cheering it's good but save the cheering for your friends and family people that you actually care about don't care about people that you don't care about. <laughs> exactly. I mean, I'm not even saying don't go do it and support the runners. I'm just saying don't talk about it like like it's some like Oscar worthy performance that brought you to tears. Like that's what I. Mm-hmm. But it reminds me of when people are like, you know, my son drew a jail and said Putin should be here. Like it's the same kind <laughs> of it's the same kind of thing where it's like. Did you actually cry, Chief? Are you saying you cried because you know it's going to do numbers mm-hmm. on Instagram and Twitter? That's the real question. Yeah, that's my favorite content of all time is when you could tell that this tweet was definitely fake. <laughs> and it doesn't have to be that way. You can you can just come up with an idea and tweet it. You don't have to frame it in the in the tense as if it happened to you personally. I would say sometimes it's bordering on child abuse. You know, if you're claiming it's exploitation, it's exploitation. If you're claiming that your toddler uh, did something they didn't do for you to receive likes on a social media platform, I think we should kind of institute a fine for that because that's not that's not cool. Small fine. That's not cool. Nothing crazy. Yeah, I mean, also name a five year old that doesn't know how to draw jail cell bars. It's one of the easiest things in the <laughs> world to draw. What, it's just it's just three it's lines. lines. It's like vertical lines going up and down. That don't impress me much. You know, it don't impress <laughs> so me kid, much. So your kid just because your kid can say Putin because you leave MSNBC on all day doesn't make them Picasso. What this was this was George Clooney's kid. Is that who it was? This, yeah, Amal. Uh, uh, the the wife claimed that this this ha- this happened. And you know that kid ain't pronouncing Putin correctly. No, no, fucking it up. There's, there's no way. There's absolutely no way. But yeah, it was a, it's been a, it's been a tough day in the Big Apple. But I mean, we've done another podcast, so I guess things could be worse. 